Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Define University podcast, a space designed for educators to ignite your passion, transform your mindset, and learn to love who you are in the process. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I am here to share simple yet strategic steps each week with you to build your momentum into creating a life full of purpose and passion. The time is now. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to another new episode of the Define University podcast. And today, let's talk about connection. So connection is one of those words that it's one of my absolute favorite topics to talk about. However, it's also one of those topics where there's a lot to talk about. And so to keep this podcast specific to one thing in particular, we're going to target connecting with paraprofessionals today or connecting with support staff that may work in and around your classroom. And a lot of these are things I, you know, in thinking back to when I was in the classroom, I wish I, I wish I had these. I wish I had done. It's one of those things I don't often wish too much on the past, and maybe that's not the best word to use. But at the end of the day, there are things that I didn't do that I think had I done them, the connections with my staff would have been so much stronger and the relationships we would have then built would have helped to establish more of that classroom community, that classroom culture that I always dreamed of having, but never felt that it was, that never felt was there. I never felt that I had that, that classroom community that in my head I wanted and in my heart I wanted. I just didn't know how to make it happen. And, and looking back and doing reflection that I've done over the last 15 years, one of the things that keeps coming to my mind is I didn't, I was not intentional and deliberate with connecting with the staff that were in my room, that were with me from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. And they were there Monday through Friday. And I really, I didn't utilize the the resource that I had, but I also didn't, I didn't connect with the human that was there with the person that spent their days with me. And so I'm sharing these tips for you as kind of a life lesson for myself of what are some things that I've changed along the way? Because even though I'm not in the classroom now, I still get to connect and work with some amazing paraprofessionals every single day. And these are some of the tips and tricks that I have, that I've learned, that I've used uh, along the way to really help strengthen the connection that I have with, um, with these staff, but more than that, with these amazing people that I that I get to spend so much of my time with. Um, and so what do you say we dive on in? So as I do with so many topics, before I even start with the strategies, let's talk about what connection is. So connection is, if we look at the definition, it's a relationship in which a person, thing, or idea is linked or associated with something else. Yes, that came right from the internet. It came right from a search. And you can tell, right? It's a very technical term of, okay, we're linking, we're associating with something else. But, you know, we're talking about human connection here. We're not talking about connecting to a topic or connecting to a thing or an idea. We're talking about connecting to a person. So when we think about human connection, here's a definition that I like a whole lot more. And that is it's an energy exchange between people paying attention to one another. And how true is that? So energy, everything we do, if I'm connecting with someone else, I'm I'm exchanging energy with them. I'm not by myself. The whole purpose of connection is there's more than one person. I will say, unless you're working on connecting with yourself and then there will be just one, 
But ultimately, to, to connect to another human outside of ourselves, it is. It's that exchange of energy, and it has to do with paying attention to one another. How it not that not the most simplistic words we could use, but it has such a powerful meaning. We're paying attention to one another, which means I'm curious about you as a person. I want to connect with you as a person. And as, as we can do with so many topics, I want to encourage you that as you are doing this, as you are connecting with the humans in your classroom, I want you to keep it simple. And that is why for today's episode, I'm going to share with you five tips. Now, yes, there are plenty more out there. But I think if I were to sit here and say 20 of them, that very quickly leads to overwhelm. At least it would for me. And that is not my intention. My intention at Define You is to help you find relief from the overwhelm. And so instead of giving you 20, I'm going to give you five. And what I want you to do today is I want you to consume these five. I want you to hear them. I want you to listen to the words. And then I want you to create something that's going to work for you. So that is when we talk about this blend of consuming and creating, it's not a 50-50 blend like so many things. It's not a balance. It's a matter of consuming the information, which is exactly what you're doing. If you are listening to these words right now, you are consuming my information from me. You're consuming my thoughts and opinions. Now you could go do them exactly as I'm going to say, and maybe they're going to work, but maybe they're not. And maybe they're going to frustrate you. And the reason for that is because you, you forgot to create them to fit your needs. See, part of, of living into who we are, part of who defining who I am as an educator, learning how to put the you in educator, as I like to say, is consuming and then creating. So as you listen to these five tips, I want you to then ask yourself, how can I apply this in a way that's going to feel authentic for me, that's going to be something I can feel confident in? Because at the end of the day, if we don't believe and understand and trust in what we're doing, we are not going to take action on it. And so instead of just listening and doing, I want you to listen, I want you to unpack it, I want you to reflect on it, I want you to think about it, and then I want you to take that action in a way that's going to work for you. All right, so what do you say we dive in? So the first two strategies I have for you actually come from uh, the Teach Better team. And if you're not aware, I have recently have become a Teach Better ambassador and I am absolutely loving this role. The connections already that I've made with educators and other staff have been absolutely phenomenal. And in watching a uh, course that is in the Teach Better Academy, which if you have not checked that out yet, please go do so. There are so many free webs, uh, free webinars and resources there. And there's also content that you can purchase by being a member of the Academy, which it's just $9 per month. So pretty amazing deal. Um, but I was listening to a webinar, a course on mentoring. And Ray Heward, who is in uh, part of the Teach Better team, uh, shared two strategies that I immediately, as I was listening, I said, yes, that so would work for a mentor mentee. But I bet that would also work in a, in a teacher to paraprofessional connection. And I immediately wrote them down. And it's actually listening to that that really inspired this episode to be recorded today. And the first she calls a post-it challenge. And so ultimately what it is, is you take, yep, you guessed it, post-its. And how I think this could work for staff, for paraprofessionals is 
you're gonna write a challenge each day on the post-it and you're gonna give it to a paraprofessional in your classroom each day. Now again, you're gonna make this work for you. So if it was me and I say I had four paraprofessionals, I'd, I wouldn't do four post-its per day. I would do one per day and rotate a, among the week and then maybe leave one day free. You know, keep it simple, make it work for you. But what do we write on the post-its you might be thinking? Well, it's, it's a challenge that you want your staff to do on that day. So a couple that I thought of is something maybe you write down, go for a walk during your lunch today. You know, take an extra five minute break at 2 p.m. today. Maybe you look ahead and you notice that at two o'clock, four of your students will be at services and it's gonna be a little later in the classroom. So maybe you're gonna tell this, this staff to go take that extra few minutes um, to take a break. Maybe you're gonna write something like, remind student in the afternoon, something positive from the morning. It's basically something positive, something exciting, some kind of learning tip that you want to challenge your staff with. Now, my my first kind of like gut reaction to this is, is again, keep it simple. Don't put something on there that's going to frustrate them. Don't put them, you know, if you're working on a skill with them, this may not be the best time to do that. Um, because again, if you're working on that skill, you wanna be monitoring and providing feedback for that skill. But this is an opportunity to, you know, let them know that, hey, I'm here, I'm in your corner, I want you to remember to do something for you today. And, and I just thought that this post-it challenge was a really fun and, and quick and simple way that you could then connect with your staff throughout the week. The second one, again, came from this same course, is called 100 Conversations About Nothing. And ultimately, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to that connection. Remember, it's energy exchange by paying attention. Well, how do we pay attention? We have to talk with one another. We've got to communicate with one another. And again, that might not just be verbally. It might be non-verbally through visuals, through you know communication, through, through, to, um, through words, uh, written words. My goodness, could not think of what I wanted to say there. Um, so, but we wanna have 100 conversations about nothing, which means we're gonna keep asking questions and we're gonna keep having conversations, not because we think we have to or need to or should, but because we want to, because we're choosing to, because we know by having these conversations, we're establishing trust among one another, we're learning about each other, and we're then gonna be able to connect on a different level than if we are simply teacher and support staff. Instead, let's be adult to adult. Let's work on connecting, and we can do that by having conversations about anything and everything. There is no set question to ask, and I think that I hear that from a lot of educators. You know, what questions should I ask? What should I do? And the first thing I say is there is no script for this. If you want to know what do, how do they have their coffee, ask them how they drink their coffee. If you want to know what movie they watched last night, ask them. If you found a really great restaurant to go to, tell them about it. Have conversations. It doesn't have to be about, again, anything or it can be about anything and everything. Keep it centered on connection. What is the purpose behind asking the questions? 
Then the third, my third strategy kind of goes in line with that second one. And it's pay attention to the little things. You know, pay attention to what they bring in for their snacks. Pay attention to what they what kind of coffee they drink or what drinks do they do they have throughout the day. Pay attention to, you know, I don't know about you guys, but we have a, a you know, a chocolate bin in our office, you know. So what kind of candy do they, do they pick? What is there one that they always pick over the other? And then randomly provide those throughout the year or randomly do those acts of kindness and and provide them on those weeks or on, you know, before a week, you know, you think might be rough or on the day you have the field trip or, you know, during, you know, virtual learning, maybe you send a little care package to their house. Just ways to say, I see you, I notice you, I, I'm, I'm watching, I'm learning, and, and this is a way that we can connect. Now, when I bring this strategy up, One of the, I think, the most logistical aspects we all think about is how do I remember all of this, all of this? And I'm with you. My memory, you know, as I get older, as I'm doing more projects, my memory is not what it used to be. So I write things down. And if you are looking for a way to help you remember these things, um, you're in luck. So if you head over to defineuniversity.com, this week's freebie is going to be a printable that's going to help you do exactly this. It is a little chart that you can use to help capture this information from the staff that you are working with every single day. So you can go ahead, it'll come in my email um, that comes out every Sunday. So you can sign up for those emails right through the website um, and you'll make sure then to get an email every Sunday with a new freebie um, and some other information about the week, uh, about what def- what's going on in Define You Land um, every single Sunday, just for you. Um, all right, so let's look at number four. So number four, again, kind of, it. All of these kind of relate together, and I hope you can kind of see that theme. I'm a big, you know, I'm a big proponent of keeping things simple, keeping things that are like, I guess, like-minded, that relate to one another, because I believe then it's a lot easier to remember. If I have five different strategies that are so different, it's a lot harder for me to make connections among those. So instead, I like to build on top of each other. So the second one we mentioned here, remember, was 100 conversations about nothing. So now I'm going to build on that. And number four is ask questions about them. So ask questions specifically to get to know them as the staff. And not only as a staff, but maybe they're a mom, maybe they're a grandma, maybe they're a grandpa, maybe they're, you know, fill in the blank. What is it? Who is it that they are? And then again, remember those answers. So again, we can write things down, we can keep a little notebook because it is so powerful when you can then start another conversation about something that they told you the day before or the week before. So I'm gonna give you an example here. So I work among 10 schools in my district. So I am um, considered you know, a district employee in that I go to all the schools throughout the weeks and and I build a lot of relationships and connections with a lot of staff and with a lot of students. And that also means a whole lot of information. And so I went into one classroom and one of the staffs had just become a grandma. And you could could see the excitement in her face and she was beaming and, and she told me all about her grandson and all the information. 
Well, I have a notebook that I carry with me and each classroom that I go in has a section and I write down this important information. And so I wrote down, you know, the his name, um, a couple other fun things that she had told me. And so the next time I was in that classroom, even though it was over a week later, I was able to ask, hey, how's your grandson doing? And I threw his name in there too because I had it written down. And the look on her face was was one of just pure, one, joy because she loved talking about him. But she made a point to say to me, I am so impressed that you remembered. That meant the world to me. And again, I didn't do that because I felt like I had to, I needed to, I should. I did that because I know the power of connection. And I know how important it is to build trust and build relatability among the staff that I am working with. And if I'm someone that's not a present, you know, I am not there every day, it is that much more important to me to create and establish and strengthen those connections throughout the year. And one way I can do that is to ask specific questions about them, meaning in who they are outside of the school building. I know who they are in the school building. I know their role. I know, you know, I can already tell a lot about them. What I don't know is what they're doing when they're not at work. And so those are the types of questions that I really want to ask so that I can get to know them on a, on a very different level, on a more intimate level. And so we can learn from one another. The last thing, the last tip I want to share is number five, which is include their ideas when you're able to. There is nothing worse than asking for ideas, asking for feedback, you know, seeing, do you have anything to add? And then we never use that information. So, you know, things, and, and again, just look through their perspective. So do do the paraprofessionals in your room, do they have their own space in the room? Do they have an area where they can keep their things? Beyond that, do they have an area where they can share who they are? You know, I love having a student and staff classroom wall where everybody gets to put their mission, everybody gets to put their why, everybody gets to put something about them on the board to help symbolize the classroom community that we are creating together. I've also used things like communication notebooks where I have it in one place at one time, you know, or it's always there. I then checked it about once a week, couple times a week, and it was a way that if someone in my room needed to talk with me or needed to share something but wasn't always able to, you know, get me or they didn't want to interrupt instruction or they didn't, you know, there just wasn't that good time or place to talk about it, they would put it in the notebook and then I would either schedule a meeting with them or I would be able to respond in a way and at a time that worked for both of us. The last piece with this is as, as you get to know your staff and you're connecting with them, you're going to learn their strengths. Find ways to tie in their strengths into your classroom. Do you have you know, someone that loves to organize? Do you have someone that loves to make the bulletin boards? Do you have somebody that loves to read? Can they read the read-alouds? You know, I, I go in classrooms all the time and I absolutely love that. You know, seeing the staff doing other things than just standing behind a student that, you know, maybe they are there as a, you know, a one-to-one or a shared aid for. There's multiple ways to have your staff interact with one another. And part of that comes from getting to know truly who your staff is, what strengths they hold, what interests they have, and different ways that they can be utilized within the classroom. So there you have it. There are the are five of, again, there are several more, so many more, but there, there are the five that I really think are, I guess, the most essential to me um, in trying to keep things as simple. They don't tend to require, you know, I love tips and tricks and strategies like, like everyone, 
but I really aim to share those that aren't going to take a lot of time. They're not going to take a lot of resources because at the end of the day, when we look at connection, we want it to be in the moment. We want it to be simple, but we also want things to be specific. And so I am going to throw at you here a little bonus tip. And, and that is when we are interacting with our paraprofessionals, and again, this could be anyone in general, but for the sake of keeping things streamlined, we're going to keep that lens on connecting with our support staff with paraprofessionals, be specific. I know for me, when I was in the classroom, I had this fear of seeming like I was in charge. And I automatically thought that being in charge was a bad thing. And what I didn't notice or what I, you know, I failed to notice is that I was looking at being in charge as that negative thing instead of looking at it as a, through a leadership lens, that I was the leader of my classroom. I, I didn't ever use that term. I thought leader was something to do with role and title, not by the actions that we're taking. And that's something that I have learned you know, since being in the classroom. And I think it's just really important to remember that you know everybody is a leader at some point in some way. And, and you are a leader in your classroom, which means if you have other staff in your classroom, we, we've got to lead. And part of leading is listening, it's learning, and then leading. And, and part of that is providing feedback when feedback is needed. And so, you know, I used to, and being honest, I used to sugarcoat things. I used to shy away from saying things. I wouldn't correct things because I didn't want to be seen as bossy or someone that was, you know, using this power. I had all these stories in my head that I wasn't, you know, that I was, I was letting be true by the actions that I was taking. And so it is okay, it is more than okay for you to live into the leader of your classroom that you are. And if there, there needs to be that conversation, have a specific conversation. Instead of sugarcoating it, provide those details and frame it in a way and provide it in a lens that you are teaching, right? If, regardless if it's an adult or a student, we are teaching. In order to teach something, we've got to break it down so that we can be specific so they understand it. You know, I remember a conversation distinctly with a para the, a couple years ago that happened when I had just started at my current role. And I, I had this, we talked for about 20 minutes. Well, I say we, but I talked for 20 minutes. And at the end, I said, do you have any questions? And she just kind of looked at me and she said, I, I do. And I said, OK, what's your question? And she goes, I honestly have no idea what you want me to do. And that was really eye opening because initially I was like, but I just told you and I you know, and she said, you did, but I, I, I honestly cannot tell you what it is you want me to do. And I, in reflecting back, I realized I hadn't told her specifically what I actually wanted her to do. I had done, you know, the, this, I'll call it like the Sunday drive version. I went low and slow. I thought I was doing a really good job, but I actually missed the target. I talked about everything else but I didn't actually tell her what, what I was looking for or what was needed um, for this plan that we had been discussing. And so asking for that feedback, while it was hard, it was the best thing I could have done because had I just left, she wouldn't have known what to do. And therefore that 20 minutes would have been a wasted time for both of us. Now I was able to learn, I was able to reframe everything that needed to be said in about three minutes this time. And it was a really good learning opportunity for me. So 
When part of being specific is also asking that feedback, making sure that your message was heard, making sure that the message you wanted to deliver was heard. And another great way that that can be kind of assessed in the moment is to have them repeat back to you. I mean, we do that with our students, we can do it with staff too. You know, I love asking for feedback in the moment. I love asking for feedback at the end of a week, at the end of a month, at the end of a year. At the end of the day, I feel that I am a better leader when I ask for that feedback. And again, I understand that that feedback is somebody else's perspective. And so then it's up to me to, to understand it and to make those changes based on what aligns with my values, my mission, my philosophy as an educator, but always remembering that my own mission, values, lens, anything you wanna name it, can continue to expand. It doesn't have to stay where it's at and it doesn't have to get smaller. We can expand and grow and learn and love and trust into who we are as educators. And that is what here, that is what you know we here at Define You do every single day. So with that, that is today's episode all about connecting with paraprofessionals or the support staff in your classroom. I sure hope you enjoyed this episode and are able to take a few of those tips and implement them into whatever your classroom is going to be looking like in the fall because I think these are really great strategies that can be done virtually, they can be done face-to-face. Again, tweak them, change them, make them fit for you because that is what here at Define You we do. We want it to work for you so you can become the educator that you are living into every single day. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, everyone, we'll see you next week.